Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Jane. Hey, Issa. This is Under the Bleachers. We are two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, our first foray into Mary-Kate and Ashley, New York Minute um, in, from 2004? 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, I did want to bring to our attention that Jane did something... <laughs> Jane did something very teen-like uh, in the past week. Do you want to reveal? I was... Okay. I was gifted... A tie-dye okay. bucket hat for my birthday by my literally my coolest friend. Um, she heard that she'd be mad at me, but she's so <laughs> cool. And she could pull this off and look good in it, but I feel like a freak a little bit. That being said, I've decided to kind of like own own it and just wear it and be like, fuck you. Have you Here. worn it outside yet? Yeah, I wear it when I walk my dog. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have you encountered other teens while wearing it? Yeah, other my... <laughs> fellow teens have seen me no comment so far <laughs> i um well a week after you told me this i the the students i work with for my program one of them came in wearing a bucket hat and i was really i had to like restrain myself from being like too weird about it because i wanted to be like <laughs> my friend just bought a bucket <laughs> um but i was i was very normal um <laughs> i was just you know a, a cool a cool friend to this teen that they could you know reasonably have a normal conversation with speaking of you know cool friends we had as teens do you want to introduce our guest (laughs) yes charlie is a babysitter in washington dc and she went to college with my boyfriend (laughs) hello charlie hi thank you so much for being on the pod (laughs) you are so welcome thank you for having me uh we definitely are doing this movie due to charlie insisting upon it right is that true um i insisted upon watching a movie within the Mary Kate and Olsen universe and then Jane said we would watch this one because it was in theaters as sometime in the 2000s and then I watched it and felt like it was an arbitrary rule that Jane had imposed on me <laughs> Wait. and that it kind of like negated a lot of the charms of the Mary Kate and Ashley universe so I'm going to be some airings and grievances today. <laughs> okay, I need to defend myself. The reason why I chose New York Minute is because we cover teen content. I argue that most Mary-Kate and Ashley content is family slash children Child. content. This movie is the, the, the strongest contender for a teen movie. That's my argument. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> Fine. I will agree with you that this movie sucks and it doesn't represent what I was so fond about. There are, okay, there are some things about it that strike me as like they were trying to mark the transition into teenage years for them. And we can talk about that later. Like some like trying to be sexy or something. Yes. (laughs) Okay. But, but I will say, um, let's, let's quickly talk about the Mary Kate and Ashley universe. Can I, can I ask you both about your experience? with this universe and like what it meant to you. Charlie, you go first. Sure. Mary-Kate and Ashley (laughs) is all about having fun in an unjust world and and having an unbreakable ally with your twin, who is the only person you can truly trust. So I didn't really vibe with how this movie, New York Minute, was trying to pit twin versus twin, do some like duality of man nonsense. There's some conflict. <laughs> when really, Mary Kate and Ashley are, they are meant to be a singular unit. It's Mary Kate and Ashley. For <laughs> a pantsuit. I don't like, that's not. <laughs> okay. They have a, they have a joint IMDB. Okay. Jane, do you want to talk about it? I'm, I'm like holding back. Okay. I grew up watching so many Mary-Kate and Ashley movies. I remember whenever I got sick, we'd go to Blockbuster and I would be like, hmm, what am I going to get? Always got a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie, watched them over and over. Into my adulthood, I started watching them uh, with Adrian, my BFF. And there was definitely a difference in like why we watched them. She would watch them and like really hate them. And I would watch them and be like, this is so bad. But secretly be like, I love this. Um, And 
I would like to argue against Charlie's point. <laughs> I get what you're saying in that the twins are like a cohesive unit, but the the worst Mary Kate and Ashley movies are when the characters are indistinguishable from each other, and the better ones, for example, Winning London, are when they have distinct personalities. Now, this New York Minute, this one uh, defies that because it's the worst. But. Uh, I have a question. Okay, so I've only seen I I had one I had like one or two Mary Kate and Ashley straight to VHS movies, and the only one I remember is the case of the Sea World Adventure, where they're like detectives in Sea World. Yes, just because I like really like Sea World, but um, I think there's like a Coney Island one too. Anyway, but are there when they are distinct personalities? Is it always like one is the uptight one and one is the fun one, or no? Um. Yes. In London, yep. okay. she was trying to get a scholarship to Oxford, which brings me to this point that Mary Kate and Ashley should not have goals within their movies. They <laughs> are like twin girl James Bond. They're all about like international bimbos. They all they should go to another country when like the FBI's after them. Right, right. Like there's or their dad is like making them go to the Bahamas, and really they wanted to go somewhere else. And then they go there and they like hook up with some guys and they get into trouble and they have a lot of fun. Like I they, yeah. wish they would stop trying to make the Olsen twins <laughs> win scholarships. Like I don't, <laughs> that's not what it's for. It's like, they are bimbos right now in pop culture are having a moment <laughs> and I am going to like align myself with that movement. They're supposed to be having fun. And this movie like tried to graft that on with the uh, what's his name Eugene Levy, the detective character. Yes, Lomax. He, but he never really he didn't really interact with them that much, so it wasn't really there wasn't really much of a conflict there. They just whoever threw this film together recognized (laughs) that was part of the part of the appeal of it, and so they tried to trick me. They also threw Simple Plan in to try to. (laughs) because it was my favorite okay. and all the girls' favorite bands whenever I, this movie came out. Wow. I have some thoughts. Okay, so first, this movie came out in 04. They were 18 years old. Um, if if anyone listening is not familiar with the Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen universe, they, um, they've been acting basically since they were like six months old, like babies um, on Full House. Um, and there's like a whole, you know, there's a lot of twin actors that like start acting to comply with child labor laws where they just like swap the twin in for like each other so that they don't have to work so many hours. So like that's what happened on Full House. And then they like started making their like The Adventures of Mary-Kate and Ashley show, which is them as twins Mm -hmm. employed as detectives by someone. Um, (laughs) This was the this was their second theatrical film release in 1995. They had It Takes Two and they like really thought this was going to take off. They had like already the Olsen family already had like a production company. They just like were preparing for a life of them being actors. But this like got a ton of negative reviews. It was a box office bomb. It's the last film featuring both Olsen's to theatrical release to date. Um, and Roger Ebert, like the famous like film guy who liked to be kind of snarky, said that this film not only should have gone straight to video, but should have gone straight through video and kept on going to the end of the universe and never looked back. Got him. <laughs> Which, <Damn>. He does. <laughs> he doesn't usually make jokes also, so I did think this was notable. And he also had something against Simple Plan, which is why I bring it up. He basically did not seem to know that Simple Plan was real. <laughs> and so he said in his review that like, he couldn't take ser- he couldn't he didn't think that any 17-year-old girl in America could take the rock band seriously. He said it didn't even look like a band. And I was like, you're fucking stupid. Like this is a real band. It's legendary and I loved Simple Plan. So like I don't When you were 17? Probably not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Roger vs. Whack. No way. I mean, right. That's um i also didn't know the songs that they that they played in the movie i only know like two songs i remember i misremembered the band as good charlotte and i got excited Mm -hmm. sure sure yeah but also because our guest is charlie i'll say when i saw (laughs) the person when i saw like the lead vocalist i was like okay i remember who it is even though he just looks like a thumb with spiky hair Okay, I think I think we should get into it. I think we should get into the the story, which mm-hmm. you know is very 
to my mind, very early 2000s shenanigans. Oh, yeah. Shenanigans. That's a good word. Okay, let's do it. Jane and Roxy are (laughs) twins, but they couldn't be more different. Jane is uptight and wears pastels. Roxy is a drummer with a messy closet. Their mom is dead and their dad is Dr. Drew. They head to New York so that Jane can give a speech in hopes of winning a scholarship to Oxford, while Roxy is skipping school so she can give her band's demo to a music group at a Simple Plan concert taping. They get thrown off the train when Roxy tries to get away without paying for a ticket, and Jane has a meet-cute with Nick Carter. When a microchip full of pirated music is accidentally slipped into Roxy's bag, she becomes the target of Benny, a white man speaking with an Asian accent. He offers them a limousine ride and locks them in, but they escape through the sunroof. On top of all of this, a cop wannabe truancy officer, Lomax, is chasing after Roxy. Charlie, I realized I never asked you also, what type of teen were you in high school? Oh, <laughs> uh, just like waiting, just, uh, I didn't, have, I didn't like put a lot of stake in my adolescence. I was, uh, you know, just kind of ready to turn 18, get out of the house and, uh, like forget the first 18 years of my life. And I, I did. I like <laughs> waiting till since then. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't like, I don't know. I remember when I was in high school, like there were people and they were like, having sex and like going out and stuff and I was just like all right whatever like you can do that but we're all 15 this seems kind of gay to be doing this (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) I have a question for you guys okay and it's the obvious question which is are you a Jane or a Roxy Charlie which are you I'm neither. I'm the true Olsen twins from <laughs> their 15 to 20 fabulous movies I, that I, I mean, modeled my life on. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not Roxy. I am the Olsen twins. I, I don't, I mean, I think like usually I would say I am a Jane, but like just because I tried to get grades in high school, but I, I definitely think that this movie like to shit on her from the start, like there are some ways, and we we've we've talked about movies that have type A personalities before, Jane. And like, the the minute I knew that this movie was gonna like be mean to her was when she started using the airplane like paper guards for the toilet seat. She like mm-hmm. had them in the house and she was using them, and I was like, okay, this is once again like a a trying to be funny about OCD, <laughs> like yeah. and like. The whole movie seems a little stacked against her, for my opinion. But what what did you think about it? I mean, I'm clearly a Jane. Uh, <laughs> I would say minus the George uh, W. Bush bobblehead and picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was. Did oh, you I notice that? that. I so she's like that. a Republican teen. Um, but yeah, I'm clearly that makes the, a lot of sense. Type A kind of kind of bitch. Jane. <laughs> I did a lot of Google spreadsheets to fill out. Okay, I'll I'll say I'm a Roxy then if we're like drawing distinctions. Yeah, you didn't answer my initial email, so you are Roxy. going on okay I couldn't help but like a lot of thought to think about like how cool are the Olsen twins (laughs) I mean it is cool that Roxy so Roxy's trying to go to a simple plan video shoot she appears to have like coded a program that keeps track of how many times she's used certain excuses to get out of school and it has its own cute like appearance on her computer so she's no she's no dum-dum um yeah they do (laughs) They they do have a giant house with two giant mirrors that are just for them to like look into and like be sullen into basically. Um and I couldn't I couldn't help but like think throughout this movie how Jane, you and I had discussed this week how in some ways we felt we were at our peak physical fitness at the age of sixteen. <laughs> cause cause Mary Kate and Ashley look great. They look they look like teens. I miss them. Uh they they definitely look like they were trying to get cast in more stuff. After this they movie, which didn't happen. Pretty thin, I will say. Because they were... I know one of them was, like, very shortly after this oh, went into yeah. rehab for anorexia. But, I mean, I definitely, now that I'm growing up, I do look at them and be like, oh, they're beautiful and attractive. As When I was a kid, I was kind of just like... I probably thought they were just normal girls, and I didn't understand 
but they're very beautiful. Uh, okay, this movie sucks, and one of the reasons why is both the characters are just jerks. On the train, Roxy is, like, drumming. Do drummers do this? Do drummers just, like, bob around with their drumsticks out? She's, like, drumming down the aisle, banging into people. So really annoying, just jerks, no reason to like them. They make um, Eugene Levy, who I love, this, like, pathetic truant officer who, like, he has a personality where he, like, is just weird and can't become a cop, which is what he wants to do, but he also is, like, late on his rent, so he's also, like, a failure. He's not even good at his job. There are a lot of, like, very weird cameos in this movie that I didn't realize. Like, Dr. Drew is their dad. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that really took me aback, but I also wanted to point out that he's also an OBGYN surgeon, similar to in all the, to all the boys. <laughs> Yep, like, I is this that. like a single dad of teens thing that they have to be a respectable yet compassionate uh, <laughs> profession? And also, like, he knows about vaginas. So, like, he he gets them. Um, um, Char- <laughs> Charlie, what do you what are your thoughts on Benny doing an Asian accent? Oh, no. Let's get into it. Wait, which one was Benny? Uh, Andy Richter from SNL. Yeah, the white dude. <laughs> the one who's like. Uh, who he's the one who was like the sidekick of some talk show host right yes yes oh no he's not from snl he's from yeah he's from like conan or something yes right 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 that was an (laughs) irish accent (laughs) what he's very specifically doing an asian accent because he was adopted by an asian woman okay there was so first he's talking he's talking in an asian accent i didn't watch this movie too there's there's he was like talking in an asian accent and then there's a weird part where they speak chinese and then after that Mm -hmm. i couldn't tell if he was trying to do an accent or just speak in like a character voice because he didn't I don't know. There was something weird going on with him, but I can I can only attribute this to like how popular like Jackie Chan films were like in that in that era because like the weird part where they were doing martial arts is like a scene my dad would have laughed at because he just like likes B movies. Yeah, but I they love everyone loves Jackie Chan. <laughs> I, I do like when they when people do karate <laughs> movies, which they <laughs> they do. And can this I, one. I do? Yeah, that is uh, that is a point for New York Minute. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the meat cute because it's where this guy's bicycle magically tears off the fringe of her skirt and makes it into like a pencil skirt. Mm-hmm. And I wanted I wanted to get to to like see how you reacted. Okay. That's not also that's not Nick Carter, Jane. I know, but I mean, <laughs> is is he really not? Like can you prove that? Um I I mean, I could go on a rant about the relationships in this movie, um, but for just specifically this meet cue, I will say I'm fine with it. Charlie, what do you think? Yeah, it was cute. It was like something in a rom-com or like anime. <laughs> <laughs> or like anime. We should move, we should move on. <laughs> okay, cool. We're about, to, we're about to get crazy. After a hilarious run-in with a homeless man... Jane gets hit with a slushy, and both twins are soaked with street liquid. Jane realizes that her planner, speech, and money are still in the limo. Benny calls them to set up a trade of the microchip and planner. The twins break into a hotel room to get cleaned up, where Jared Padalecki walks in and busts a nut upon seeing the teenage twins in towels. He is fully on board with helping complete strangers, but then a dog eats the microchip. The dog goes through the window, and the twins end up in a dumpster with one of them losing her towel, obviously. Nick Carter bumps into Jane again, and now they are in love. Charlie, what did you think about this part? I mean, I think that the dog, I like that the, the dog, like, flew out the window. I think it's a fun <laughs> moment of, like, physical comedy. Nelson <laughs> twins, one of their strengths is that they're not afraid to go dark. And my question was, who, what was, where did that dog come from? Why did they, I, uh, I, I, I just want to make clear that I was skipping through parts of this. I was on my phone. I definitely like, I got the vibe of the movie, but I am treating this how I treated school. But I think I like got to the heart of the matter, as I mentioned at the beginning. I'm just wondering like, who's it? Why didn't they just drop it off at a pound? Like, was there a logic to that? Yes. There was there was a it ate a USB it ate a USB stick so they had to take it around until it pooped, 
but mm. I, I don't know why. It's really funny. I can't remember why they were like, thro- they were literally like throwing it across the room and they didn't look like they used a doll. Like it looked like they truly were throwing this dog back and forth. There are bloopers uh, and you can see that it's a, it's a doll. Oh, okay, I, did, okay. I did. I did watch the bloopers. Okay. One, one nice. Stiff looking doll. <laughs> one nice part about this movie that I appreciate is that they, they have the two types of dude, which is short blonde hair dude and long brown haired dude. So every dude is represented. Jared Padalecki. I don't, I forgot to look up like what, where this movie stands in terms of like when Gilmore Girls was on, but this is a year before Supernatural started. So this was his only movie release before joining a show that ran for like 15 years, basically. I think it was like peak Gilmore Girls. Like I think this was probably. Okay, okay. Like they they were like, you're the next big thing. Like let's get it going. And then, yeah. Um, I'm going to say something vulnerable. I think that they're not that bad at acting. Oh, Mary and Ashley? Is that crazy? Yeah. Should we discuss their actual ability in this movie specifically? I think they're not bad. I don't think they have a lot to work with. I mean, what I was going to say was like this movie is like close. It it gives them a ton of close ups and a ton of just like acting. And like, that's why I was like, were they trying to like set them up for success? And like this movie just was so fucking bad that like no one would touch them after it because they're not awful. But the thing is, like, this is their company. Like, Dual Star is their company. So well, that's so you, true. You shouldn't do. <laughs> Charlie, what were you gonna say? Say that that is such an important point with the Olsen twins is that like their family, or I guess they, yeah, at this point, own it, and they were just like churning out highly successful direct-to-video films. The Olsen twins are the original girl bosses. Like they <laughs> own their own company. They are have complete control over the Olsen image. Yes. So I yeah. imagine that they just stopped acting because they were like over it. Like the Olsen twins, they just seemed like they wanted to like do their fashion thing and like yeah. digs and like get married to French guys. Like <laughs> I, I feel like they are the masters of their own destiny. And I would love to be a billionaire. Yeah, same. <laughs> I did. I, I did read that like at eighteen, like they officially got the company signed over to them, which oh. I didn't know before. Yeah, and like I will say that they like maybe decisions? aren't in control of their destiny because they were, <laughs> you know, being worked as children their whole lives. But um, I hope, I hope they're happy. I hope now. they are. I think. I hope yeah. they're happy. That's what I mean. I feel like that's what I mean by over it. Like they were just like child actors. Like how much of that is your own idea but then when you turn 18 you have like a ton of money and like who who has a fun childhood like yeah they plus I think that like also further cemented their eternal twin bond because I heard that the old (laughs) twins don't really have any friends they just Mm. like hang out with each other and whoever they're dating so also did you know it was kind of a drag to like be a child star and have everyone be like up in your business like you just have your twin and I think yeah beautiful did you guys know they were fraternal twins I didn't know that I until did. like yesterday I okay oh my god I have a lot like the other ones I have to admit stuff. something first of all one of them is okay here's what happened Uh-oh. I have spent some of my week trying to learn how to tell them apart what? and so I can tell you a few things like one of them is uh taller by like an inch they have different freckles one of them has pointy ears and one of them has rounded ears. Um, oh that God. all being said, I still like I still can't just look at them and tell them apart. Wait, which one has that, pointy ears? Did you get that from a fan fiction website? That sounds so fake. One there's a pointy ears. No, no, no. There's a YouTube video. Uh, there is a YouTube video, and what's what's really funny is it shows a picture and it says uh, Mary Kate has smaller eyes, and then it like shows oh whatever, God. and then it's like. Ashley has larger eyes. So like it's always directly opposite and it's very creepy and funny. Speaking of creepy, this movie takes okay, the other movies are not gross in the same way, I would argue. This movie is so gross in the oh, amount yeah, yeah, of yeah. like n- them being naked and like men staring at them as they like run around in towels. Yeah, so this is why I was like, they were trying to break in from child movie to teen movie in this, because it reads like a child's movie in the physical comedy and stuff. And then you get the Jared Padalecki scene, which I was like kind of entertained by, but he walks in and is like, whoa, 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 they're naked and wearing towels. 
And like one of them is just wearing a bathrobe. Like it's <laughs> it's not risque at all. But like that was their version of trying to be like, they're 18 now. You can see them as sexy. Mm. And they fall into a dumpster and one of them, her towel falls off and you can like see her collarbones. That's the other <laughs> that's the other sort of cue. Charlie, what did you think about the sexualization of the Olsen twins in this movie? Uh, I think that, well, the, the Olsen twins are kind of, there is something distinctly asexual about them. They're very <laughs> distant from the viewer, which I like. Mm. The only really thing that is sexual about them is the fact that they're twins. That they're twins. The like, brown-haired man brings up. And that's something also in uh, Master of Disguise one of the villains says something like about someone someone dressing up as the Olsen twins, you know, because they're doing disguises, but he said the Olsen twins. So, you know, twins, that's mm. what it really is, you know, and twins are very sexual in our society. But I think overall it did feel very uh, unnatural because like who is, who is like waiting for the Olsen twins to turn 18? I mean, maybe <laughs> I like don't see them at all in that way. <laughs> The Olsen twins are, they're just like a couple of boy crazy teens who are in Australia. Like they're not. We're in Australia. <laughs> I think that there unfortunately was a massive I think population there were counting down them. the minutes. <laughs> oh no. Wait, Issa, you are related to a twin. <laughs> I'm married to a twin. I'm married to fraternal twins that look like identical twins. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All I know is that uh, your husband's brother wears sweaters with big collars like that's okay, the that's distinct not... physical <laughs> no. difference he no came out actually of the with like a big collared sweatshirt or no, no turtleneck, sorry. similar similar to uh american and ashley one is taller uh i don't think they have any significant ear differences but <laughs> one is taller and has like a very different face shape in my opinion but um something that happened to me related to like twin twin energy is that on my birthday, on like my 24th birthday, I blacked out. So I didn't really understand that this was happening. But Nate's twin, my husband, Nate, his twin was like making out with my friend. And then all my other friends freaked out because <laughs> they just like couldn't. <laughs> they just like couldn't see them in the same room and like, uh, like comprehend the situation. Um, That's good twin drama. <laughs> That's like. Uh, yeah, but I, good. I, I don't I don't think they look alike. So I don't I didn't really, you know comprehend that as alarming but everyone people were talking to me about it for like three weeks afterward they were like <laughs> so disturbed and I, I do think like it definitely like tickles something weird about people's sexuality when they see stuff like that you guys it clearly the... it clearly disturbed my friends do you guys remember the big twin cest like um uh oh it was a what are those columns that people write where you can like advice columns oh. it was an advice column twin cest thing do you guys remember that are you talking about like the new it's like a new yorker like weird sex column no the thing is it's a normal column i forget what the column is called but i'll find it and post it on twitter but there are two gay male twins and they're in a relationship no i know what you're talking about yeah I, i've heard about that they're like porn actors right Oh, I don't know about that. I don't remember. I mean, it's not actually. I feel like I've heard about like twins who are like claimed to be in a relationship <laughs> and are like maybe in. Actually, I guess if they're in movies, then they would be having sex with each other. Yeah, I don't care to find out? I'm not going to look into this. Jane, the one that you're talking about, I think, is the one that they were like, "How do we tell our family that we just want to like be in love and live together?" Exactly. Forever. Like just honestly, don't. it's. Well, yeah, just very, don't tell them. I think that's kind of what she said. And she I was think like, that's what she said. She yeah. was like, and then they wrote back and, and said, gave an update about their oh, relationship. Um, oh, I had a question for this part of the movie. Did you all pirate music in your teens? Absolutely. That was a big plot here. Oh, my this, God. This felt like an anti-piracy movie. I would. I was hardcore on LimeWire, and like every other song I got would be that Bill Clinton thing saying <laughs> I did not have sex with that woman. For whatever reason, that was like... Why? Like, who was doing this for fun? It's like a weird ad, yeah. And then I would remember my iPod was, like, all fucked up because if you download music, it doesn't come in um, organized by yeah. artist, you song, You have to, or like, change the title. Exactly. Yeah. What about you, Charlie? Very high tech of you. That's so impressive. It's like you're like a girl <laughs> coder. No, I, I, I would just go to the CD seller with my friend and we would just, like, burn cds for each other hell yeah and, uh, and then i would like download those to my ipod but 
iTunes. I mean, I was on iTunes. I didn't really know uh, any of these different platforms. So I know I was not taking advantage of LimeWire, but I don't know how to like download movies now. I just like click around until something comes. <laughs> up. And I understand, I understand what torrenting is like in the abstract now, but um, <laughs> these people I'm not a woman in STEM. The Olsen, <laughs> the Olsen family did not know what a torrent was because like one of the central like concepts here is that they have like a flash drive that they're going to ship to Hong Kong. And like, that's how they're going to make money, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is not anyway. But um, that's that's why they were chasing this dog around, because he had a he had a small flash drive, like full of pirated music. I also want to draw attention to like they bought at some point they buy I Love New York T-shirts at like an I Love New York stand. And that guy also sort of ogles them and is like, "Ooh, sexy twins. And it's H. John Benjamin. Who's that? Hmm. The guy who voices Archer. And he oh. like doesn't have his voice yet, but it it doesn't really look like him. I just knew that from like looking at the credits. Hmm. And it's random. Also, another random cameo. But we can move on. Wait, wait, Isa, <laughs> you didn't answer if you downloaded. Music. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Every Filipino knows how to pirate music and movies. <laughs> no, it's just I, like um, an inherited trait. I yes, <laughs> it's part of our culture. No, um, I actually do have a funny story about this, and it's that we gave my grandma an old computer that we were no longer using and she like sort of figured out what burning CDs meant. And then the next time we like went to her house, she had legitimate like stat, like towers of CDs. And it turns out she was just like burning like CDs of like movies and operas for all her granny friends. Mm -hmm. And she had just like become like a music pirate and she still does that. So that's that's smart. I actually, she's she's truly a woman in STEM. I used to get a ton of my music from the library because my mom was a librarian. So that's just so easy to do. Okay. Moving on. Jane heads off to get her planner, but when Benny threatens to kill the dog, she runs away at the video shoot. Lomax is chasing after Roxy. She gives her demo to the music group and then ends up on stage with simple plan. Then so does Jane with the dog. And then they have to crowd surf to escape. Obviously they end up in a sewer where they have a touching conversation about their relationship and how they haven't spent enough time together. A group of black hairdressers gives them free makeovers while dancing They also lend the twins a cab since Lomax is close by and he follows them in an RV. Although they get away, the twins get into a huge fight and it turns out all their drama stems from their dead mom. There is a long montage of them walking away sadly. Charlie, what do you think? See, I don't know why they just didn't put, why they didn't have any scenes with Eugene Levy, the private eye, like, why are we trying to make the Olsen twins into like a psychological drama? I guess I, <laughs> I should have looked, maybe I should have looked what like some, what was going on in like 2004? I guess maybe that sort of thing was popular, but they're just like, the Olsen twins are like, they're like a 1930s screwball comedy. They're like the Looney Tunes. <laughs> they're like, this guy should have been their Elmer Fudd. Like it shouldn't be some like, who's afraid of Virginia Wolf type thing. Right. <laughs> I'm just over it. I'm just, I get, I feel worse and worse the more we talk about it. Post 9-11, extremely post 9-11. What what do you mean? I mean, it's just like very, very carceral. What? (laughs) Okay, never mind. No, say it. I mean, it's just like police. How is the Olsen twins post 9-11? Not this movie specifically because it's, 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 uh, he has that like weird, psycho wall he's with obsessed. pictures of them and he's obsessed with them and he like wants to be a cop and he wants to like take down he's the obsessed guys. with like putting specifically roxy in jail and jane is just like not i i i think like truancy was like supposed to be a thing that people were concerned about like some boomers were like concerned about there was like a wave of people who were like all our kids are skipping a school and like it's no longer it people are no longer concerned about that they're just like whatever they'll they'll flunk out and it doesn't matter but like there was a there was like a truancy panic for a while. I just hadn't heard like That's of a truancy. I haven't ever encountered a truancy officer, so like I don't I, I can't relate to it, but I know that people used to be really worried about it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know so what it is, is to be it? honest. Wait. So <laughs> Jane, I'm sorry to like cross examine you said there was a wall. And that seemed to be connected in your mind to 9-11. Please. Yes. <laughs> okay. Lomax 
has a wall of pictures of Roxy that are all tacked up. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is after 9-11, men (laughs) specifically, but all genders, were called into action to like fight for their country Mm -hmm. uh, on incorrect terms, obviously. And he was just called to action in this movie. You know, he wanted to like protect and serve. Stamp out any chaotic energy from Roxy. Uh, who is, like, clearly someone that could have become reactionary if, like, led down the wrong path. She to was going to be a uh, suicide bomber. She was going to be Antifa. <laughs> Roxy would be Antifa. I also want to say, like, there's a crazy zoom-out scene that happens in this part of the movie. I don't know if you any of you caught that, where they're, like, walking away, and then there's, like, a zoom-out, I assume from, like, a helicopter, because this is not when you had, like, movie cameras on drones where you just zoom out of Times Square and then you see them walking away from each other and it just keeps going from very, very far away and you see the entire New York City. And it looked, it looked, it was very spooky. It looked like someone was spying on them. I think I remember that. Uh, should we talk about <laughs> the House of Bling? The Mary-Kate and Ashley encounter black people. Okay. <laughs> that's like that <laughs> episode. <laughs> that's like, um, the ep- that's what it is. There's a line where the lead hairdresser says sisters got some sista in them and walter caught that line and he said this is dark (laughs) why um (laughs) hmm, because it's It's because it's racist or because what is walter what because it's racist i would say this is a very early 2000s depiction of black people in a movie where like their function in a movie is to try to give white people a bit of swag like that mm. that like occurs in a lot of movies and then you just have like people sitting around the hairdressers like salon and just like shaking their heads and stuff mm. and there's um, like a presumably just, like gay man he can only exist within the hair salon they just put them in a bunch of outfits yeah including an afro Yep. And and when they like pop up out of the manhole, because that's how they get to the salon, by the way, is they go out of a manhole. They're that's like, you get oh, to no, we're on the west side. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Okay. I thought they were freaking out because a car was going to run over them. Also, I want to point out the head hairstylist, the head hairstylist. She's the original Motormouth Maybell on Hairspray. <gasps> she's in this movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because I was like, she looks like maybe she's a good actor. And I it made me sad to know so that. So many people were humbled um, by... The Olsen twins. People definitely, things happen in weird parts of the city on this too, because the band scene is also like randomly in like Midtown. They like, they randomly talk about the streets a lot. Like, he's like, where are they going? And someone's like, 59th and 9th. It's just like very specific, very much hmm. pandering to New Yorkers. Um, but, you know, I, I, I enjoyed seeing Simple Plan. I was a little, like, worried for them when they stage dive because I was mainly like, wow, a lot of people are, like, touching these young women. And, like, in general... (laughs) I was embarrassed. I did not enjoy the concert scene. I was very embarrassed for everyone that was involved. Uh, They played an entire song, which was way too much. (laughs) Yeah, they they definitely I was really uncomfortable. Charlie, what did you think while Simple Plan was performing? Uh, I love Simple Plan. I think... uh (laughs) is sounds as good as it ever has to me all I mean I was happy to sit through three minutes of simple plan I would much rather watch that than um, <laughs> what else was happening in it you know they're like running around New York I like uh I, I like music I think there should be more just like songs and movies. <laughs> you may like musicals I like musicals. I liked musicals in like middle school. Yeah, <laughs> I would just rec- I would just recommend them as an option for you. Oh well, that's probably why I like. It, but I don't really like the like style of musicals. Have a very specific type of song. Oh my god, that's what Walter says. Which I don't yeah. Really like. Yeah, it's like its own genre. You hear it like, and I don't like. Uh, I don't like in cartoons like in uh, Family Guy or American. Well, American Dad's better, but in Family Guy, they're always doing like the same type of musical song, and it's just oh yeah, I hate that. Really tedious, but uh, I, I see. I don't think they should do songs. I don't want there to be more musicals. I just think there should be like more music videos. I don't really. Ma- I would just watch a. Uh, I like that like Kanye West like thirty minute long music video movie. There should be more <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, we we enjoy music videos on this podcast. I definitely like watch a lot. 
I mean, Jane, that's something we used to do, like, just when we were bored out of our minds in Vermont, we would just, like, put on YouTube and watch a bunch of music videos back to back. Yeah. Did you all notice that during their fight, their lips are perfectly glossy? No. Well, I did. They look like big. <laughs> I never really, like, could do lip gloss. Like, it's hard to maintain. Yeah, you know especially I mean? with good... Because it comes off. Because of your hair. Off, it gets caught. You have to reapply. Huh. Like, you can't kiss or eat or... I mean, not yeah. that I was kissing when I was a child, but... Your hair gets in it. Right. Yeah, there is maintenance, but that's... uh, uh Lip gloss is all about, like, the ritual of reapplying. We all read the click. <laughs> I famously look like one of the girls that was on the cover of... The oh, my God. Famously. Oh my God. Um, I just remember I I went to I visited my sister at college and someone had like printed out a picture the cover of the book and taped it to her door and said and it on the note on it was like a note that said looks like your sister question mark and that stayed with me Mm. the click was pretty big in uh, middle school it was kind of like contraband I remember I yeah I didn't I didn't get any like social capital from it, but I was always losing my click books because my parents weren't like <laughs> looking. I, uh, I'll admit, I, I come from some money. I went to Barnes and Noble sometimes and <laughs> looking very like closely at what books I was getting. And I guess the other girls were under like tighter lock and key because I remember like they would pass them around and I would just never see it again, but it's fine. Oh, read them. The teachers would get really mad because people would pass them around and like, Mm. I think like a lot of like the teachers in middle school just like assumed that like there was sex in them and just like, we're like, stop, like stop reading these when you're supposed to be, I don't know, we're we're not like openly reading them in class. They would just like, I think they just caught on that it was a series because they all have the same covers. So they were like, stop this. You guys are passing around sexy books. Ugh, teachers are such cops. Why are people (laughs) like so into teachers? (laughs) Also, doctors like i'm so sick of hearing about teachers i don't like doctors either i'm a nurse fan I'm, i i support nurses Sorry, nurses I'm can be down. pretty some of them are nice but some nurses can be like pretty a... fucking mean uh jane which is the person on the click books that you're supposed to look like because i'm going down a rabbit hole right oh now. no um she ha- she's a brunette she's not okay sorry i i do you want me to look this up Fuck, I'm no looking i'll it look up. we can look at <laughs> Hold on, guys. Stay, stay with me. I'm looking um, it up. Well, I was gonna say the other thing that I didn't like about this movie is that Jane, the way they communicate that Jane sees some things that remind her of Roxy, is that they're walking around Times Square and she sees a deli called Roxy's, and that's mm-hmm. how she's like, oh, I should reconcile with her, which is not. Oh, hmm. Can I share my screen? Yes. Okay, first of all, I want to say that I didn't have the same um, experience as you all with the click. I was someone who liked Gossip Girl. I mean, I read Gossip, yeah, Gossip Girl, that was the sexy one. Yeah, that is the sexy one. They had, they like truly like did drugs. (laughs) Did they do drugs? I don't remember them doing Oh yeah, they were like doing coke and like Mm. they would also like get naked and um, at parties. Okay. I know that that book prep, which was not a series, but I never read it because it like. Oh my god! It does look like you. That was very sexy. Wait, let me see which one. The one in the middle. <laughs> it does look like you. It also looked more like me when I was uh, at my peak, my peak physical have, beauty. You also have your dog's genitals like on the side of the screen. I don't know if you noticed. Oh that. my god! What? It was just like. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it was just like a screen. You would just like cut off the picture of your dog Jake, and it was just his crotch. Okay, okay we, should move we on. gotta move on. Roxy finds Jane's planner and Jared Padalecki in the truck of the limo. They head to Columbia. Meanwhile, Benny kidnaps Jane and takes her to his mom, who threatens to hurt the dog. Jane manages to escape again, and Nick Carter gives her a ride to Columbia on his bike. Roxy has been stalling by giving an ad lib speech, obviously. Jane shows up. But so does Benny and Lomax, so there's a big kerfuffle ending with Lomax arresting Benny and feeling like a hero. Jane didn't get to give her speech, but she realizes that her sister's love is more important. Lucky for her, one of the judges finds her prompt cards and gives her the scholarship anyway. Months later, the couples are planning to go to London together for Raxi's tour and Jane's first year of school. (sighs) 
Can I just jump in? Like, this is what I mean when, like, a lot of people are touching these girls because, like, Andy Richter, like, picks up Jane and, like, manhandles her and puts her in a little box. And then, like, the two Asian guys, like, hoist her away into this truck. And, like, Eugene Levy, when he's chasing Roxy around, just, like, puts both his big hands on her, like, collarbones, basically. I don't know. They just, like, touch them a lot in this movie, and I don't like it. Okay, so um, trying to catch, like, a <laughs> or get a USB, you're, like, not allowed to hold up an Olsen PC <laughs> gone mad. I will say that Fold small people are often touched. I guess, Issa, you maybe are small. I, yeah, maybe I am, like, experiencing some trauma mm-hmm. because, like, people did used to, like, pick me up without my consent. Uh-oh. They would just, like... I definitely think, like, short girls, people just like to, like, lift them off the ground. I was never folded up and put into a box, but, like... Got you. I did watch I did watch the scene, and I was like, I could fit in the box. <laughs> Got you. I apologize. I'm, like, 5'10", and I'm a strong, big <laughs> size. Like, I'm the first child. I got, like, a lot of testosterone in the womb, so I can't really relate to being, like, picked up. <laughs> Me neither. I was always, like, I was... I was the tall, one of the tallest kids until third grade, and then I never grew. Like, <laughs> I just stopped growing. Um, there are a few lines that I liked that actually sort of made me laugh, and one Ooh. of them is when Roxy is ad-libbing the speech, and she starts saying uh, Avril Lavigne lyrics, but she she says Doctor Avril Lavigne Stein, mm. and the way she says it, I don't know. I, I did, yeah, I actually did I write down, like, she delivered it well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here's my rant about the relationship. The relationships in this movie are completely unearned and, like, unexplained. They meet these boys randomly, one one time by Truly breaking randomly. into their hotel room, and we don't know anything about these boys. We don't know their age. We don't know where they live. Jared... Padalecki is in a hotel room. He could be from Australia. Um, We just don't know anything about them. And all they do in this movie is follow around random girls they just met, which I get, like, that's appealing. Um, But they also then decide to move to London for them. So there's just these relationships don't matter. Jared is four years older than this, than than the Olsen twins in this, but he definitely looks older than that. Like, I, I was like, is this just like an adult hanging out with a high school student? But I guess they're, well, my cat's, like, openly just pissing while this is happening, which is showing (laughs) me, like, how much respect, like, she has for this movie. But I was going to say, Jane, I actually think this movie, like, understands what 13-year-olds want in a boyfriend, which is someone who is super hot, bends over backwards to help you, has nothing better to do every day, and will support you while you make a fool of yourself, and then move to London if you need to move to London for your career. Like, that Mm. is what I wanted, like, at the age of 13. Fair. Charlie, what do you think about these boys? Uh, I took issue with, uh, this is my final point in how this film diverges from like big three (laughs) structural elements of the MK Ashley universe, which is that there is an epilogue in it. There is a future and Mm. Kate and Ashley movie should be like a closed circle, completely self-contained. Like they take place when they are in Rome, in a hotel. And I always just assumed I was also like not interested in boys in middle school. I was just like interested in having a lot of drama with my best friend. <laughs> and I think that, wait, now I'm like, hold on. I need to like recollect myself. I just remembered <laughs> my friend from middle school. Wow, the recesses. Anyway, <laughs> the Olsen Twin movies, I do not think should like acknowledge the future at all like again they are the closest they're there's one of their spiritual cousins is uh james bond and i don't want them to like be planning a future with these guys because like they there shouldn't be any substance to the relationship they're just like the movie boys they're the bond girls that's a good that's a good point like i i like them better as like child detectives than i like them in oh, my, i love when they're child detectives i like when they're child detectives I also watched- some I didn't understand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't understand. Like, did she get? Were there two scholarships to give out? Like, was there like a real winner that actually gave the speech, and then they like gave her one as well afterwards? No, did, he just so. gave it to her because mm. even though also <laughs> he's this character that they've been harassing the entire movie, of course, and he still is like, "You deserve this 
tons of money over oh, everyone else. Okay. I didn't understand that. Um, uh, I agree. Char- uh, Charlie, I think that's a really good point, actually. And a lot of the other Mary-Kate and Ashley movies end with them throwing a dart at a map to decide where they go next. Oh, oh. yeah, the dart. Yeah, but yeah. it is it is very important that these boys that they meet are just, just these sort of flings and not even that. They're, they just... <sighs> They're, they're manic pixie boys who just show up for their fun. And I guess that's a really good, that's a really important point. Uh, the other thing about the ending is that Eugene Levy gets into the NYPD. And his last scene, he's dressed in like riot gear, basically looking like he's ready to tear gas the shit out of some like BLM protesters. Like he looks terrifying. Say, <laughs> like he, He's going to show up to that hair salon and it'll be bad. <laughs> it'll be bad news. Like, he, looks, is, he looks terrifying. This when is he comes a dark in. movie. Fucking dark. He um, just plays also, a joke on them. I First of all, Eugene, he, he's he's like better than this. I know. Uh, I feel now bad. He's, of course, in Shit's Creek. Good for him. Um, I do think it's weird that Jane and Roxy's parents knew to name the straight A or type A girl Jane and the rock rocker girl Roxy. That feels she's Roxanne though, so she could have been Roxanne. <laughs> Something I will give. Okay, this is also I want to wrap up and say that I do think the whole movie shits on Jane the entire time. You get set up as like they bo- they're so different, but really like Jane is just like stupid the entire time and uptight just like has to stick up her ass the entire time and roxy kind of helps her let loose a little more and live um the only like kind of nice thing about jane is that she doesn't tell on roxy and like even when roxy's very obviously cutting class and like getting her dad to forge his signature and stuff she doesn't tell on her but that was pretty much the only like uh you know good thing about her in this movie and i thought it was like trying to set kids up to like hate her I don't know if you got that vibe. I didn't see that at all. I thought she was, uh, I thought she was fine. I liked the scene when uh, there was that like hacky moment when the uh, train conductor guy was throwing her off the train and he was like, mm. it's stupid. And she went like, do you really want me to answer that? And I thought, oh, Jane's fun. <laughs> stupid line. And I thought that whichever Olsen twin it was did a good job. Of saying it, I think. I, think I know they actually... did deliver. They delivered some hot garbage lines in this. Wait, like, maybe I'm wrong. Well. Shit, I don't know who they are, but I will say I think they're they're both really unlikable characters. So I agree yeah, with you. Pretty unpleasant, I thought. I thought that Roxy was. Uh, I thought they were both. Yeah, I both. They were both lame. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other, my last question, I guess, is like when you were a teen. So I I grew up in the suburbs, but like. What was your really I know Jane, you grew up in New Jersey, so like what was your relationship like with like going into New York City or just like Charlie, like mm-hmm. if there was a nearby city where you like, ooh, we wanna like go in the city and see a show, or like did was there like sort of that relationship like they have here where they're like cutting class to just run around New York? Mm. Yeah, Charlie, where are you from? I'm from uh, <laughs> Arlington. Well, I'm from like the right of the border of Arlington and East Falls Church, if anyone wants to. Mm-hmm locate that on google maps i live really <laughs> close to the eden center which is this like shopping center with all these like vietnamese uh places and they're like produce is really fresh at the grocery mm. store the eden center rock shout out to the eden center <laughs> um, but yeah i grew up really close to uh east falls church metro so i would go into dc and go to like the black cat and see uh mm. like shows with my friend and stuff so i went to i would go into dc sometimes i mean yeah i was like uh i mean i wasn't doing that that much because i was kind of uh you know i had some like kind of uptight parents who wanted me to do well in school so i was like you know had to stay at home a good amount of the time but i should have been sneaking out what would they have done they would they have would they have, would they have killed me sent a true <laughs> sent eugene levy trouble isn't real and uh, I should have been a fun teen I shouldn't have been waiting but it doesn't matter because it's in the past and I've been having like a good time since 2012. I really relate to that I so I live maybe like a 30 minute bus ride to Manhattan or something like that and so New York became and also I was I was not a cool teen so New York became kind of this like idealized place and I did go in to do some really cool stuff um, like I went to see Emojin Heap. Is that how you pronounce her name? 
And yeah, I've been to concerts. Um, but it became like I remember watching the movie Nick and Nora's Ultimate Playlist, and they're like driving around and they're going, they're trying to go to this like mysterious concert. And I was like, I wish, I wish my life had been like that. So it was more of an idealized thing. Yeah, I think like my parents were terrified that concerts were just so synonymous with drugs that like they didn't, they really did not like. Like, they didn't like the idea of me going to concerts. But we were, like, they were fine with us drinking. They were just, like, more comfortable with people drinking in each other's houses instead of, like, going to any sort of city. So, yeah, I also I also just wish I had snuck out more. But, like Charlie said, it's in the past. Um, should we wrap up? Should we do our yeah. three questions? Let's okay. do it. Uh, Charlie and Jane, is this movie good or bad? That's bad. Agreed. I think it's I was really gonna say if you were a child, yeah. you probably would not think this movie was that bad. Mm. I mean, I thought it was. I, I like saw it in theaters. I remember. <gasps> I thought wow. it was like fine, but I didn't. I think I did because yeah, because I was like mostly because I wanted. I think it, by the time it came out, I didn't really care about the uh, Olsen twins so much, but I did care mm. about. I don't remember. You know, I had some friend and I saw it in theaters. I love cinema. Oh, I missed that. This would be fun. This would be very fun to see. Wait, Issa, is this your first Mary? Wait, you said you'd watch the like little kid stuff. Yeah, so I don't think any of the theatrical releases did well enough to leave the United States. So I, I grew up in the Philippines and like I don't think I had seen one in theaters at all. So I've never seen this. I, I hadn't seen It Takes Two. I had only seen their stuff that made it to VHS. What other movies of theirs have you seen? Have you seen Passport to Paris? Not anything London, recently. Rome. I've definitely seen Passport to Paris, but I don't have a memory of it. Okay. Like I was I was too young to I have I haven't seen any of it recently. That's but I do remember the SeaWorld one I watched like a lot and a lot. Like I would just like rewatch it over and over. I had um, I like SeaWorld. <laughs> there was, so they had a few they had a few sort of series. There was the detective series and then there was the year invited party series. Yep. And I remember, I think I had fashion party on VHS or something like that. So I watched that a million times and I currently have a DVD that has when in Rome, winning London password to Paris. Or I don't think I watched when in Rome and when in London. Okay. Our well, second question we're is, watch it. our second question is, uh, uh, did you like watching this movie? Charlie, I barely watched it, <laughs> but oh what I saw was pretty tedious. Jane, um, I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. I'll say that. I think I will also say I didn't hate it, but mostly because I was just like gazing upon Mary Kate and Ashley. Uh, <laughs> what type? What type of teen is this movie for? My answer would be a child, not a teen. Yeah. I don't think any Gen Z person would be interested in this movie. I think it's way too beyond beyond them and like it's too offensive. It's too stupid and um, kind of condescending, I guess, to teens. I don't I only think honestly, if the only people who are going to like this have to have a sentimental attachment to the Olsen twins. I mean, I think if a child watched this, they wouldn't think that it was bad. They would just like watch the scene where they're throwing the dog around and be like, that's funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um they wouldn't understand that we like Simple Plan. Um Charlie, what are you watching lately that's not this? Just like whatever's playing on the laptop. <laughs> Let's see. Sometimes the office is on the laptop. Uh, which I like. Everyone in the office has like become a symbol of like brained consultants but the office is pretty good there are a lot of stories going on in there and uh the reddit for the office is uh very interesting. there are a lot of people who go like really into uh just what's going on i think it's uh it's worth the hype and i think that people should stop making fun of it okay i thought about joining an online community about the office <laughs> I don't have uh, I don't have uh, I don't have the dedication these people have watched The Office 200 times and I respect <gasps> for it Ooh. Jane um, okay I watched three movies this week and the first one was Garden State <laughs> I defend Garden State I like I like Garden State I think it's Natalie Portman yes I mean there is that but I actually think it's a decent movie I mean Zach Braff it's it's heavy-handed but I i've think, never seen it <laughs> we're, i would watch it again honestly i think it's i think it's sweet and i think uh 
Honestly, Manic Pixie Girl doesn't offend me. I'm going to say it. Doesn't offend me. Okay. I don't care. That's fine. Um, I also watched Shiva Baby, which is a new movie starring Rachel Sennett. She's like a Twitter starlet. I might be miss. I saw that. Un- you did? What did you think? I, I liked it. I liked it. Um, yeah. yeah, I liked I it too. It was, yeah, I thought it was, uh, they, they were trying. I felt like uh, they successfully elicited a feeling of like, being stuck in a sweaty house and, yeah uh, and I liked the girl I liked her like bug eyes <laughs> yeah she's <laughs> the acting is really good it's about a her bisexual Jewish woman who's who is sort of in that period where you're about to graduate college and your life is absolutely falling apart and mm. she's sort of in some tough situations and it's really who's good the actor Rachel Sennett I might be mispronouncing her name uh, it's okay um, I'll look it up later. And then finally, I watched Blackers last night, which is really fun. Haven't you watched that? Wait, didn't I watch that with you? Yeah, we no. re- we rewatched it. Just okay. For I thought, yeah, I thought good. I maybe watched that at your house. I think um, you did. <laughs> I think we were very, yeah, we were very curious. Um, I watched. Uh, I finally watched the Mission Impossible, the most recent Mission Impossible that has Henry Cavill in it. Yeah, Cavill. Where he does the punching thing, and I thought it was really fun. Um, I don't, I mean, I like Mission Impossible movies. I think they're just fun, and they do a lot of, uh, stunts. I did have an edible, so it was like contributing to that. And also, I think it's like a great movie to just like, relax and like clear your brain of thoughts. Uh, I'm still also just making my way through like all of the seasons of Last Chance You and crying. I've cried five times now, so I know more about football than I ever have in my life. I'm rebranding. Uh, and then the last season is basketball, which I'm excited for. Mm. Um, but I, I just like watch and they say a sad story about a teen and then I cry. Um, I think it's just like cathartic. Um, but but I'm excited that we are done with this movie. If we do other Mary Kay and Ashley content, I think it'll be better than this. It will. This probably is like scraping the barrel of Mary Kate and Ashley. But you're right. You're right, Jane, that it is a teen, a teen one. Thank you. I um, appreciate it. Appreciate your support. You're right, Charlie, that it is not why Mary Kate and Ashley is a good franchise. I mean, I will say that their movies in general are bad. So that needs to be understood. <laughs> disagree. Um, okay. I disagree with both of you. I think the Mary Kate and Ashley movies were good. They were fun. I watched in YouTube clips of the other ones because I was like, did I miss? Did I dream this? Did I should I have not liked it? But no, they're very fun. They're um they're like screwball comedies. And this one is pretty bad, especially in comparison to like what it's supposed to be. And I don't and I think the problem with labeling it as a teen movie is that uh, teen movies are for like kids in middle school. Mm. so they uh like I was reading Gossip Girl when I was in middle school and I don't want to like when I if you're a middle schooler who's <laughs> engaging with uh teen literatures and teen movies, euphoria be, they should be fun yeah it shouldn't be like uh I mean euphoria I don't know euphoria although it it stars teenagers I think it is uh more of like four teenagers because they're supposed to because they're I don't know. I don't watch Euphoria. I don't want to comment on that. They're a little older. I'm like friends with a homosexual who you can like pull on uh, what Euphoria's deal is. <laughs> I remember with teen things, when you're in middle school, it's like kind of boring to read about things that are trying to be for teens. Mm. Like get into stuff about like, uh, like having issues with your body, which just is like, I remember was always like really boring and I like didn't care about it. And in this one, they're teenagers who are like trying to pursue goals, which I also feel <laughs> doesn't really matter. So I think that like teen movies should uh they're they, they, they should they should be what I want them to be or what I they wanted as a 13-year-old. They should be far away from being PSAs, which which definitely I feel like this was like the PSA of Mary Kate and Ashley movies in that it was like, don't pirate music, don't do Asian accents, and also <laughs> get a scholarship. <laughs> uh, thank you for doing this with us, though, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. Um, would you like to plug anything at this time? Mm, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Easy enough. Jane, do you want to talk? Jane, do you want to say what the upcoming movie is? 
it is Heather's, which is the furthest back in time we have ever gone. Yeah, that's the biggest, that's the the most throwback movie we've done. So I'm excited. I've also, I don't think I've ever seen it, like, fully. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it start to finish. Okay, that was Under the Bleachers, our podcast about teen content. We would love if you hit that subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and leave a review, and please share us with a friend. And with a teen, you can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at at bleacherteens. Also, support us on our brand new Patreon if you can't get enough and want some added perks at patreon.com slash underthebleacherspod. Okay, we will see you next time. Under Under the the bleachers. bleachers.